Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast brought to you by me, your boy, by his lonesome on Thanksgiving night. Because, you know, that's how I fucking roll. Anyway, um, I'd like to say I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully you didn't eat too much or drink too much to the point where, you know, you just didn't feel like moving. Or hopefully you did because that's a good feeling and you were able to sleep it off. And now you got leftovers. And you're eating them while you, you know, you listen to me talk on your Friday morning. It's Black Friday, and um, I got some news, but I'll save it until the end. So, um, it's been about a week since I've done the last episode. I'm trying to, how do I say this? I'm trying to get things m- moving for the New Year's drop. Got a new merch stuff that's, you know, coming out, so it's a one-man show over here, so it's not the easiest in the world, but, you know, fuck it, we ball, as my boy Cameron says. Um, But other than that, let's see here, what's going on? Recently, I I think you, you lovely listeners might find this interesting, recently I've been on a giant sports betting kick. I don't know why. But for some reason, I have. And um, so uh, about a year and a half ago, eh, about a year ago, I was really heavy into it. And I got out of it because I was just like, I would have like weeks where I'll win 50, 60, 70 bucks, $100, whatever. And then I'll have weeks where I would lose like hundreds of dollars. And I was like, you know what? I got to I gotta not do this. So I stopped. And for some reason, recently, I just hopped back into it. And over the past two days, I've made one, let's see how many pick, how many different parlay picks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've made seven bets in the past like two and a half, three days now. And I've won some money, which is cool. Um, so, like, for instance, the um, I'm recording this late Thursday night, so all the football games are over, but I had a nice little parlay pick on the second half of the uh, 49ers Seahawks game where I had uh, Brock Purdy, a.k.a. Glock Purdy, throwing for less than uh, 99 and a half yards, came to fruition. He threw 75. At Geno Smith throwing less than 127.5 yards, and I'm not going to lie, I was sweating because he – Ended up having 125 yards. So that one, cutting it close. Uh, Christian McCaffrey for under 45 and a half uh, rushing yards. He had 27. And then I had DK Metcalf for 34, uh, for less than 34 and a half receiving yards. He didn't have any in the second half. And then Jake Moody for less than 0.5 field goals made in the second half. That one was a risk because the 49ers. You know, they were playing decent. Um, Luckily, they kept scoring touchdowns instead of getting stopped in the red zone or a little bit further back and where they needed him to come through and uh, make a field goal. So that one came through for me. I had some other ones on the Cowboys games and stuff like that that they, you know, butchered for me. But, you know, it's whatever. Um, And then the night previous, so it would be Wednesday night, these are the ones that disappointed me. So I'm going to run through these as quick as I can. These just pissed me off. So I had a six-pick parlay. Um, 
I had LaMelo Ball for over 45.5 points, rebounds, and assists combined. He had 53. It hit. I had Tyrese Maxey for less than 40.5 points, rebounds, and assists combined. He had 29. Perfect. I had Steph Curry for under 39 points, rebounds, and assists. They were playing the Phoenix Suns uh, the on the road, I believe. The Warriors are not a good road team. Draymond Green is still suspended. And I do not think the Warriors are better than the Suns. Either way it goes, it hit. He had 25. I had Luka for more than 47.5 points, rebounds, and assists against the Lakers. Luka is notoriously known for playing very well against the Lakers, mainly because the Lakers have nobody that can guard him. That one hit for me. LeBron James has been on a tear recently. I had him for more than 42.5 points, rebounds, and assists combined. This... The king let me down. He had 42. I needed him to get one more stat. Just one. Hit, hit a free throw. Something. I would have been just fine. And then I had De'Aaron Fox for more than 37.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And he had 33. And that one very that one really let me down. More so because it was a close game against the Pelicans. And that's sort of normally a time where De'Aaron Fox, being the star of that team, uh, him and Sabonis would take over, and it just didn't happen. So that one, that one, you know, I technically won on that. Uh, I won four dollars because I only bet ten. It was a smaller, smaller bet and a very small payout. But the one that really got me, the one that really got me, was my five pick parlay for forty five dollars, and I had. Torian Prince for the Lakers, having more than two and a half rebounds. I figured that was a smart pick because two and a half rebounds, Torian Prince, a big man. Dallas is known, you know, they don't have a true big man to stop the boards from being grabbed. That was an easy pick for me, more than two and a half. He got it. He got six. Now, all these other ones I'm going to list on what they, what like I had them on. And how I how my thought process into why I picked what I picked, and then I'm going to let you know what actually happened. So I had Christian Wood, the former Dallas Maverick, for over five and a half rebounds. Christian Wood was on the Mavericks a season ago, left the team, joined the Lakers, coming back with a point to prove, like, oh, you guys needed me here. Dallas still does not have like a true big man. Christian Wood. Easy boards. Had him for more than five and a half boards. Luka, like I said, notorious for playing very very well against LeBron James and the Lakers. For more than 30 and a half points, it's, it's a give me. It's a gimme. Kyrie, I had him for less than 26 and a half points, mainly because when Luka does most of the scoring, they don't need that from, from Kyrie. And the way the game was playing out, the Mavericks were up big. And then I had Derek Jones Jr. for the Mavericks for over seven points. Figured the Mavericks would go up big. Derek Jones would get a lot of PT. And, you know, he hit my he hit my pick. Now, this is what actually happened. Like I said, I had Christian Wood for over five and a half rebounds. This bum-ass center had five. He had five boards. I needed him to get one more board, and I would have hit. Luka. Mind you, the Mavericks were up by 20 for majority of the game. 
Luca, I need him for I needed him to have 31 points. He had 30. Kyrie, I should have seen it coming. The Mavericks gave up a lead. Kyrie is a great closer, probably the best closer in the NBA. I had Kyrie for less than 26 and a half points. He had 28. If he would have scored one less point or one less bucket, I would have hit. And then Derek Jones Jr. I needed him to have eight points. He had six. What type of bullshit is that? So do not come to me for I wouldn't say don't come to me for betting, um, betting advice. All of my picks are all extremely close. They all go, you know, either one point one way or the other. Now, I do have some picks for uh let's see here. I do have some picks for tomorrow night's or technically tonight's games, the Black Friday night games in the NBA. Let's see here. We got uh Jason Tatum for less than nine rebounds. They're playing the Orlando Magic. I do not see I think Jason Tatum will have a crazy game scoring wise. I do not see him getting some boards. I, I think he'll get seven or eight boards. Um, I have Jalen Brunson for less than three and a half rebounds. They're playing Miami. Miami has Bam out of bio down in the paint. Uh, I think that he'll grab majority of the boards with uh, and not leave Jalen Brunson a lot of room to get a lot of boards. So I have him less than three and a half boards. Then we got the Warriors playing the Spurs. I have Chris Paul for less than nine and a half assists. I have him less because I think Steph Curry will do a lot of isolation scoring. Um, so we'll see. I hope that's the one I'm sort of iffy about. Uh, Clay Thompson for less than 22.5 points, rebounds, and assists. This is another one that could, yeah, I'm really iffy on. I had him less than 22.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Clay Thompson just isn't the same anymore. So uh, he just hasn't been that same, you know, that guy that goes out and gets you 25 however many points you need. And he's not notoriously known for being, a you know, a dimer or a rebound machine either. So hopefully tomorrow against or tonight against the Spurs, however you want to look at it, he, he plays like he has been. He doesn't go off for anything crazy. Um, Kavon Looney for the Warriors having less than 18.5 points, rebounds, and assists. This one could also go either way. The only reason I have him for less than is because they are playing the Spurs and they're playing Victor Wimbenyama. And Victor has played well against them so far this season. So hopefully Victor can sort of put a hold on Kavon Looney. Um, and then uh, my last pick, I have Brooke Lopez for more than one and a half three-pointers three pointers made. So he needs to make two. They're playing the Wizards. Wizards don't really have a, a big man. They have Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. Contavious Caldwell Pope, I'm pretty sure, is still on that team. But no true big man to stop Brooke Lopez, especially with Giannis and Damian Lillard on the team. That leaves a lot of open open kickouts for Brooke Lopez because they can space the floor so well. So those are my picks for the Friday night games. Hopefully they come to fruition and I win some money. Uh, even if it's a little bit, I'll just take that money and I'll bet some more. Um, but other than that, nothing crazy has been going on. Um, you know, just normal stuff, normal podcaster life stuff, making, designing, designing merch, sending it off to get made, picking up boxes, stuff like that. I've been on a, a weird 
kick recently of buying basketball shoes. So over the past, let's see, over the past like four months, three months, two months, something like that, I've bought three new pairs of basketball shoes to specifically play in. Um, and my reasoning for that is because, so I've, I've always been a Kobe Bryant basketball shoe player. I've only ever, you know, for the past however many years, I've only ever played in Kobe's. Uh, and the problem with that is when you play basketball, you know, one, you know, two to four times a week, sometimes more, sometimes a little less wear and tear happens on your shoes. So right now I have two pairs of Kobe sevens. Pair of Grinches, the Kobe Sixes. I have a pair of Kobe Eights, and a pair of Kobe Nines. Kobe Nines, I I can't play in them. It's like a super high top. If you know shoes, you know that that was like that was the sneaker that Kobe came back after his Achilles tear, and it sort of looked like it sort of resembled a boxing shoe. You know, super high up the calf. Uh, design for him at the time was cool, but not for me. Um, I like the low top, below the ankle type shoe. It's very free, very loose. That's my style of basketball shoe. Well, Kobe's are almost damn near very few and hard to come by, especially on release date. One, they don't push out Kobe's like, you know, like a normal, normal basketball shoe. And when they do make them, you have to hit on them. And your chances of hitting on a Kobe release is damn near zero. With that being said, though, the reverse Grinches do come out in December, December 15th, and I will be trying for those. And I'm pretty sure another pair of Kobe's, a pair of Kobe 4's comes out next month as well. I'll be trying for both of them. Hopefully I get lucky for one or hopefully both. Who knows? But because of the hot commodity that Kobe's are, and if, you know, I don't really find a point in buying Kobe's aftermarket to play in because you're going to be paying, especially if you wear a a bigger shoe size, which I'm not saying I wear a giant shoe size. I wear a 13, but like that, that popular shoe range from like 10 to 13, nine to 13, they're super expensive. Once you get up, you know, there's no point in playing basketball on a $600 shoe when you don't make that type of money. Like NBA players, they wear that stuff all the time because they make millions of dollars. If you make a lot of money and you know, it make, you don't care about six hundred dollars then it's fine but if you not aren't one of those people then it doesn't really matter you know it, it does matter you just can't do that shit with all that being said though i've sort of taken on a journey to find a basketball shoe that was low like a lower cut lightweight uh and that was as comfortable as the kobe six the grinches or the kobe seven those are my two most comfortable kobe's in my opinion and uh, and in that journey, I found so I bought a pair of Jaw Morant's first signature shoe by Nike, some Jaw Ones. It's a low slash like mid. It's like a little bit below a mid, a little bit above a low cut shoe. Great traction, good shoe. I played in that for about a month straight, and then out of nowhere, I uh, saw that the Luca Twos came out right around the start of the NBA season. A couple couple weeks ago and i liked the look of them i forgot the name of them but it's like the all turquoise colorway with little bits of hits of gold i copped a pair of those that shoe is the very it's the first non-nike shoe that i've bought in years to play basketball in it's a good shoe it's a very very good shoe problem is the court i play on is 
not the cleanest. It's a hardwood court, but they don't really take care of it. Take care of it, so it's dusty, or it has at times during the week it is dusty, and uh, the I think it's the sole. I wouldn't say it's the traction or anything like that on the Luca Two. The sole is like that translucent sole, which picks up dirt and dust very easily. It sticks to it really easy, which makes the shoe slippery. But minus that, like when that court's clean, that's a great shoe to play in. So if you're looking for a new basketball shoe, the Jaw Ones are great. They're great. Fantastic. The Luka 2s are even better. Just don't go with one of the, the colorways that has a translucent sole because it will pick up dirt and dust very easy. And number three, the shoe I bought recently, the Nike Sabrina 1. Now, if you don't know who that is, her name is Sabrina Ionescu. She plays in the WNBA. Just got her first signature shoe by Nike. And a bunch of NBA players wear her shoe. I saw that, and I was like, well, it must be a great shoe. I saw them when they came out, like when she released them. I loved the look of it. But the problem is, it is a women's shoe first. So, like, all shoes come in men's and women's sizes. But there are certain shoes that come in women's sizes or a.k.a. children's sizes for men. So, like, for example, the Luca 2 is a men's 13. And then women's, it would be a like an 11 or 10 and a half or however it works. But I know that it's a released as a men's basketball shoe. So I know I need a U.S. men's 13. The Sabrina 1 is a women's shoe first. And translation from women's shoe sizes to men's shoe sizes, I wear a women's 15. You know how hard it is to find a women's size 15 shoe? It's fucking impossible. But luckily, the Dick's Sporting Goods inside Frisco Mall, shout out Stonebriar, specifically the Dick's inside Stonebriar Mall, for having one men's 13 women's 15 Sabrina one in stock that I was able to order online and go pick up within a day. And by far the Sabrina one is the most comfortable basketball shoe I've ever put on in my life outside of a Kobe. No break in time. The traction is great. Even on that shitty ass dusty ass floor and Sherman that I play on, I've had no problems with slipping or sliding. If you like that lower slash low mid-cut shoe like I do, it's perfect. It sits like directly on the bottom part of your ankle. Super lightweight, very comfortable, and very good high-quality material, by, by the way, as well. That is the greatest shoe I've ever put on since I got, got you know, started wearing Kobe's to play in. And that will be the shoe that I move forward with to buy. Um, I will be alternating. If I get lucky on some Kobe's, of course I'll play in those, but I'll alternate between those and Sabrina's. I will not switch up. The Luca twos might come out every now and then the jaws might come out every now and then, but for the, for the future, Sabrina one and Kobe's. If you, you know, if you're a basketball person, you'll appreciate what I just talked about. Um, let's see what else has been going on. Uh, 
next. Oh, I need to check the calendar. Let's see here. So not next Friday. Next Friday would be the first. So it'd be the fourth. So yeah, December 4th, I'll have a lot to talk about. I'll have a very filled weekend. Go to the Instagram, iFilmAaron, or the TikTok, NYMP underscore Aaron. You'll get to see some video clips of what I'll be doing. On Saturday, December 2nd, I'll be, um, let me get some, some pretext, some, uh, some, some pretext here. So if you know me, I'm really, uh, I'm a big shoe guy. I'm a big fashion person and not like high fashion or like super crazy, like Louis, you know, Louis Vuitton, Vincent St. Laurent, none of that stuff. I like streetwear fashion, obviously, you know, Nike, Jordan, bathing ape, other stuff like that. And what comes with like streetwear fashion is accessories and whatever you want to call it. But fitted hats are super popping right now. And they have been for the past couple of years, year and a half now. And there's a fitted hat or hat brand, uh, hat store called Hat Club based out of New York, I believe, or Arizona. It's one of the two. And... They have pop-ups all the time, like pop-up shops where they sell very exclusive hats that only are going to be sold at that pop-up shop or however you want to, you know, put it. And they've had a couple in Texas. They've had, like, one in Houston. Maybe I think they've had one in San Antonio. But for the most part, they're always in, you know, New York City, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, uh, Arizona, you know, Phoenix area. Stuff like that. Very far distances that I am not willing to travel just to go buy a couple of hats. Well, since the Texas Rangers are now the world champions for the first time ever, they're having a pop-up shop in Dallas on December 2nd from 12 to 5 that I will be attending. That I will spend a lot of money at. And I will be coming home with some new stuff. So there's that. I'll get to go in my first ever hat club pop-up shop. I'm very excited about it. I've Every single time I see they have one, I watch their Instagram lives and stuff like that, and I watch the recaps, and they look great. They look fun. It's a bunch of people collectively all liking the same things I like, which is very rare. And so I'm excited for that. And then to turn around on December 3rd, there is a sneaker convention in Dallas as well the very next day that me and my friend Debbie will be attending. And I was supposed to go to one last week that they had in Dallas. I didn't get to make it. But luckily, there's one coming up December 3rd. Very quick turnaround. I'm very excited for for that. I haven't been to a sneaker thing since I went to SneakerCon in Houston a couple years ago where I randomly ran into James Harden and Bun B. And so that should be cool. I imagine Dallas being... A super hot city right now. You know, uh, the the Mavericks are on a, on a roll. The Cowboys are playing fantastic. The Rangers just won a World Series. Um, got Texas rappers. Uh, that Mexican OT, Big X, the plug are super, super hot right now in music. I imagine this Dallas sneaker thing will be an attraction to those type of people. So that should be good fun. I definitely have some videos and pictures to on the socials for you to see how the NYMP team, and I say team, this is being me, me and Debbie, how the NYMP uh, enjoyed it. So that should be cool. And uh, 
I don't know. It's just like a little recap. Hopefully, Monday, Monday when I record, I can get some other people on here to have a longer episode because I'm about to wrap this up. Let's see here. But I can get to what I wanted to talk about. So with it being Thanksgiving, you always ask people, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? And I'm not sitting across from somebody to ask me that question. But I know people listen to this. So I'm thankful for honestly everything. Uh, I'm thankful to people that listen to the show. I'm thankful to my friends that help me push merch, model model for the merch, hop on the show and guest. Um, just to list a few examples, you know, Jordan. Jordan always comes up clutch whenever I need him to. He's a, a very integral part of what... My ring doorbell just went off and said there's motion at my front door. That's freaky. Anyway, Jordan's a very integral part. Cameron, Carson, Debbie, Colby. You know, just people in general, my friends in general. Um, family for supporting me in what I do. Fans that come up to me and talk to me about the podcast, that buy the merch, that, you know, just constantly in support of the podcast really um what else i'm trying to think like there's so much to be thankful for because of the position i'm in which i'm not saying like it sounds like crazy because i'm not like a logan paul type of joe rogan type of podcaster but i do decently well for what i started from where i started couple you know a couple years ago um yeah but overall thankful just thankful to the to the good old man above aka jc for putting me in a such a a blessed position to be able to do this which if you would have told me you know what year is it 2023 if you told me five years ago i'd be like hey aaron you're a, you'll be a podcaster that has his own clothing line and people will listen to it and wear his wear your clothing constantly. I'd be like, for what? What would I even talk about? But I guess that just shows the I guess this proves the point that you never know what your future holds. So always be thankful, like I am every day. So shout out to the man, JC, the man above the man upstairs, however you want to say it for putting us all in such a blessed position each and every day. And that's my little thankful speech. Now on to what should be really cool. It's black Friday, technically black Friday. And I have no black Friday deals because, you know, I don't have a sale that you can go to in person. Black Friday is for stores and stuff like that, that you go to the store and you buy something. But I have something cooler. What comes after Black Friday? Cyber Monday. You know what I do have? I have a website. So on Cyber Monday, at 8 a.m. Central Time, let's not do that. That's super fucking early. Let's do 12 p.m. Central Time, which would be... 10 a.m. Pacific time 
and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Black Friday sale. New Year. You'll have the New Year stuff early. Only a couple people will get that stuff because I don't have many of it. Not yet, at least. And discounted prices on all the fall merch that came out. It's going to be back on the store from, you know, 12 o'clock Central Time to midnight. So 12 hours, Cyber Monday sale. Everything's going to be discounted. And, yeah, Cyber Monday, NYMP sale. It's happening. It's a real thing. And, yeah, that's all I got. Go to the website on Monday. After 12, of course. Buy some stuff. And, uh, you know, get ready for another holiday coming up next month. Where I'm pretty sure, you know, I'll talk about being thankful again and closing out the year. Or another year of doing a podcasting for a living. With all that being said, I very, I truly am thankful to everyone that listens. Uh, hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you all ate well. Hope you all drank well. Hope you all spent time with family and friends that you haven't seen or you see every day that you just take for granted sometimes. And I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday with another episode. Hopefully with some more money in my pocket from betting on prize picks. But I'll see you on Tuesday.